Hi, and welcome to Good Change Conversations with myself, Christy Hunter, and Stina Smith. We're here to inspire everyday people to do good things. Good changes come in all shapes and sizes in the form of products, mindsets, routines, and more. Each episode, we're going to introduce you to small changes that will help you and the environment. We hope you take away at least one of these and change for the better. In the wise words of Elvis Presley, clean up your own backyard first and then the world's. Focus on the small changes. Don't try to do everything perfectly. Just little bits, one step at a time. So many people are just not aware at all of the impact that music can have on the on the overall development of a child's brain. We're just so privileged today to have Sarah Boone with us. Sarah is a passionate advocate of the importance of music for children. Uh, music formed a really significant part of her identity throughout her school years, but she lost touch with her musical roots when she entered the working world. And after having children, music became a really big part of her household again, and she was reminded of the importance of music music in life. She recently retrained as a primary school teacher and has been working as a music teacher for the last year. She's also researching the effects of music on the overall well-being of children for a master's degree and is looking to complete training as a registered music therapist within the next five years. So we're just so excited to have you here today, Sarah. This is a topic that Steena and I are just very, very fascinated about. So um, thank you for coming along. Um, Thank you. <laughs> first of all, um, if you could just tell us a little bit about your background and how music played its role in your life growing up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I grew up in a very, I would say, quite a musical household. Uh, we had a piano. My dad played piano. We always had music playing. I've got really strong memories of, you know, the songs that my parents loved and they had them playing in the car on the old tape, you know, the cassette tapes. And we had a record player that was um, had oh gosh I can't like a lot of sort of James Taylor and that that Eric Clapton my mum listened to a lot of and and R.E.M. and um so they they just formed a huge part of of my growing up and I was lucky enough to have piano lessons I showed an interest in music when I was quite young and it it really built my confidence and it just became something that I felt quite confident with through school and it and it followed me all the way through and then when I reached university time that was the time where it sort of dropped off. I definitely grew up in a time where if you if you liked music, it was a, well, what, what will you do with music? It's not really a career path. So I, I still did music at university, but I did a commerce degree as well and then and went off down a corporate path and, and that's where music dropped off a little bit. But then a friend of mine, this was, gosh, maybe about 10 years ago now, sent me the Ken Robinson, you know, very famous Ken Robinson TED Talk, the Do yes. Schools Kill Creativity? And it's got, you know, over 70 million views. It's a phenomenal. And he, if you haven't seen it, but please take a look. Yeah, he, he talks wonderfully about um, the importance of arts education um, in schools. And it really felt when I was listening to that, like he was talking to me, I just resonated with so much of what he was saying. And, and it really started me thinking, gosh, am I am I doing the right thing for myself? Am I really fulfilled at this point in my job? And it coincided with me having children. And I think when you have kids, you start to become more more interested in, in education and when what's happening in primary schools. And, and so that was going on at the same time. And then my daughter, when she was a toddler, she was quite anxious. 
and she used to like me to sing her to sleep every night from by the age of two but she really liked sing a song of sixpence only the first verse and we would sing this I would sing this on repeat just and I, I worked it out I think I averaged like 26 times a night before she would fall asleep so she didn't like the second verse it was just the first one and I remember sort of thinking at some point this is there's more to this it's not just that she likes a song there's it's the rhythmic pattern of it it's the lyrical content it's the it's the way it's structured that something's working for her and then I started to look a little bit into what does music do to the brain what are the what are the effects that it has why is this working for her and it's really just gone from there so the moment I started looking into it it just built and built and there's so much research out there such a strong body of research and but not many people know about it so it's lovely to be here to be able to talk a little bit about this today and and promote it um, I find this really interesting because I, I heard about when I had kids, you, you know, if anyone kids out there might have heard of baby Mozart and you meant to play Mozart for your baby. You get, yeah. And so I did and I didn't really know why. I just thought, oh, well, I can put that on play. But um, <laughs> could, could you talk a little bit more about the research behind behind all this and what, what the research is, is telling? There is, a, there is a body of research, especially with playing music in third trimester and they've um, I suppose that music shares a lot of structural and acoustic patterns with language. So it, it's, a, it's logical. It makes sense. They say to talk to your baby, it gets used to your voice. And it's a similar thing with, with music. Um, and they have found that children who have played a particular song throughout third trimester would have some kind of responses to it when they were born. Afterwards. Um, I did try this. I actually tried this with my first, with my son. Uh, and from about... Probably from about seven months pregnant, I started singing this song that I liked at the time every day. And I had this idea that when he was born, it would help relax him and he would know it. And he was familiar with my voice and things. And, and, and I was just, I sang it every single day. And then I, I swear when he was born, it used to make him cry more. When I sang it, it just had the polar opposite effect. I remember thinking, I wonder... He must have hated the song. I don't know. <laughs> He's just only able to vocalise it then. I've just been relentlessly singing it. But he had a response to it. It just wasn't a terribly positive one. So any advice for anyone who's thinking about having babies or might be pregnant? Or would there be any point in playing some music and having certain kinds of music playing? Or? It, oh, oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, through, throughout the entire period, so from, from in the womb, from when they're very, very young, all the way through and it and there's many reasons for it and the effects of listening to music on the brain are, are massive just listening to it so as well before any sort of playing happens um rhythm and beat patterns all linked to they're everywhere they're in our language they're in maths so numeracy literacy they're a foundation of that you've got the whole social side and sense of belonging it um, music encourages that synchronization between people which is obviously really important for really really young kids it helps um, create feelings of empathy it can start developing gross motor skills and fine motor skills and they're able to start playing a bit more and I suppose <clears throat> there's all that sort of um, really complex interconnectiv- interconnectivity between all those different parts of the brain because I, I know when I'm I, I play the piano, but not nearly to the level that you play. But sitting there playing the piano, you're concentrating on your fingers uh, moving on the keys. You're looking at the music at the same time. You're listening to the music. There's so many different touch points and different things that um, you have to concentrate on. Yeah. 
tell, tell us a little bit about that and how that actually um, you know, assists in the development of, of a child. Well, so music is the only activity, playing music particularly, that engages almost every part of the brain at the same time. It's the only one they found that does it. And so you're working, you've got that linguistic, mathematical side of the brain working, you've also got your creative side of the brain working. And when all that is happening, you're strengthening that corpus callosum in the middle. And when that happens, the transfer of information between the two sides it can is strengthened it can be much faster so it's it, that's obviously important it just it works for your entire brain it's like a whole brain workout it's really phenomenal and um, listening to music and playing music is a great way of expressing feelings and emotions it's a great way of learning to empathize it's a great way of justifying feelings it's a way of it can be used in pain management and stress reduction it's been found to reduce um, to symptoms of depression super interesting because I've got a friend whose mum has got Parkinson's dementia yeah, yeah. and I was there the day that she was just lying on the bed and there was no sort of sign of any um, connection in the brain yeah. and then the nurse arrived with her little radio and turned on this classical music and this twinkle just appeared in her eye it was like a oh, something yeah. connected yeah. and it was honestly it brought a tear to my eye just yeah. to see the impact of what a little beautiful little tune could do to this lady um i think with dementia patients now they're finding that it's it's music that they grew up with that they have those memories of and the associations with that can really make the biggest impact um and again it just reiterates the importance of having music in your house when children are growing up because it's those associations i mentioned that at the beginning that's what a lot of my memories are those songs that my parents listen to not necessarily ones that i personally like but i love them because of those strong associations and and it that goes right through life. Good change, bamboo reusable towels. The perfect alternative to a single-use paper towel or the blue synthetic rolls that stay on the planet forever. Use, wash and reuse up to 85 times, then compost them in your home and send them back to nature. Available from your local supermarket or online at www.goodchangestore.com. Help support good changes in New Zealand homes with Good Change Bamboo Towels. It's funny because I used to think that music was a, an art, but it's actually a science, isn't it? It Did is. They call it's it a science? Everything. It was an everything, yeah. It's but it's everything. mathematical, so I know that um, the kids' piano teacher was reinforcing at the beginning that if they're good at maths, yeah. they'll pick up piano really quickly. It's it's definitely it's definitely a, a growing area and it's broadening out. So yeah, it, was, it has... It's still an art subject, but there is now there's this sort of neuroscience research that's taking off in one direction. There's a social social science that's taking off, and there's cultural studies that's becoming more important in that area. And it's it's branching out across many different fields, which is really exciting. Amazing. Um, so some people say that um, smart people play music well. Uh, it's a bit of a controversy. Others other people say that music makes them smarter. What are your thoughts? It depends on your definition of smart, I guess, to begin with, because uh, there's, there's many different types of intelligence or definitions of intelligence, and, and that varies massively between Western and non-Western worlds and, and across cultures. Uh, it, music definitely it has positive benefits for the brain. And I know there have been studies where they've taken, they've looked at people who have equal cognitive ability and then put some through some structured musical learning and the people who went through that learning showed 
enhancements in, in multiple brain areas. So they definitely benefited. But generally speaking, uh, there would be more involved in what makes someone intelligent than just than just music. So I, I suppose it's always going to benefit you, but it won't necessarily make you the smartest person all of a sudden. Yeah, and I suppose I suppose socialization. There's other things that come. You, know, you don't need to be the benefit. most intelligent kid in the in the class. Uh, well, yeah, and no, you know we we have I think as a society still quite a narrow definition of what is considered intelligent, especially in schools. So like maths, for example, is, is a great example because we do think that someone's really good at maths, therefore they're very clever. But you have, and with music especially, that emotional interpretation. If someone is really good at reading people, they're not necessarily considered incredibly, you know, equally intelligent within within our schooling system. But it's an incredibly important skill for life and and socially. And so, it if music helps with that a lot, it helps with all of those aspects a lot. Amazing. But yeah, they, yeah. It's, it's very broad. And so if we were going to get our kids playing their first musical instrument, is there one that you would recommend to start with? Well, whatever they show an interest in and and whatever is fun for them. It's Keeping it fun is really, really important with kids, with little kids. So, it, you know, if, they've, if they're showing an interest in guitar, it, let them play guitar. If they're too little for guitar, start them on ukulele. It's a, a brilliant gateway instrument. Piano obviously is wonderful. I started on piano and piano is great for it because it, it naturally leads with music theory because you have to read the music and so it all comes as one. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, I just want my kids to I'm, be a little bit I'm, I'm just thinking now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get, but the, the, the next, you know, birthday is coming around. I'm going to get um, little ukuleles and guitars because some of them yeah. want to play the guitar. I'm like, no, you're too little for the guitar. And in terms of grown-ups, are there any benefits of grown-ups um, that may not have you know, played an instrument growing up, is it too late to learn? It's never too late to learn an instrument. It's never too late to to work your brain. You know, it's really important to keep doing things. And actually learning an instrument is especially, uh, what do I call them, mature people? I don't know. <laughs> it's very, very, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you're going to benefit. And, and do you think um, just in terms of teachers and um, principals in schools and just the general education system, do you think that these people have an understanding of the impact of music on children's lives? And, and if not, what's the, what's the best way to spread the word amongst these, you know, the leaders in our schools? Um, I think in early childhood education, there's, there's a bit of a growing movement at the moment um, of the importance of music. And, and that's great because that does carry all the way through, like through to primary, like we've talked about, there was all that language structure and everything that goes on through. Um, primary school, I would say probably not at the moment, um, but there, there is still that, there's different pressures on different s- subjects in primary school. It's, a, it's just a different environment. And music is, is still, I think, sits somewhere lower down on the, on the hierarchy of subjects. Uh, so it would be lovely if it was if there more understanding was built. There was a study I was just reading about recently in the UK where they embedded music therapy, art therapy, dance and therapy, and drama therapy into primary schools, specifically to work with um, groups of children who needed assistance. And they're, what they're aiming to do is to get these things permanently into all primary schools so that they, we can, they can really start building that problem. So teachers aren't having to deal with all of the increasing mental health or behavioural issues that are coming through. 
there's actually something within schools that's really helping these kids to, to cope better and, and fit better in school. And so, so what did they find in these studies what, when, they, when they focused on that? Uh, everything positive. They reported on um, increased quality of life, so happiness and a better ability to cope with fluctuations of situations, so better sort of emotional control, and also um, better social interaction. So they started to feel that sort of sense of belonging built a bit stronger. So, so okay, I, I do fit here. I can see how this is. Um, the emotional regulation was a really huge part of it to stop that, you know, the instant sort of re- negative reaction to something it's it's able to read their emotions a bit better to find an outlet for dealing with that and art subjects really come into their own with those with the outlet yeah yeah and music especially I mean with teenagers and it's a it's a wonderful outlet of teenagers listening or playing just listening even if you find the right songs yeah it's a great outlet so, so even if they're playing some sort of um I don't, I don't even used to be heavy metal when I was young, but it's probably like some yep. boombox part electric. I'm <laughs> <laughs> showing my age here. Yeah, yeah. We should embrace teenagers who are cranking up that music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a really big fan of uh, people within your home just playing a huge variety of music. I try and do this in my home all the time because what I love won't be what my kids love. But that's fine because they need what they love to get the benefits, to get that outlet. To it's a it's an important part of identity building, especially with teens. You know, they find their whatever stage they're going through, the sort of emo stage or rap stage, whatever it is, it becomes a big part of their identity, which in turn is that social belonging side, and that's vital for teenagers. Um, it's dealing with that stress reduction with anxiety reduction, playing instruments, even better because you've got that creative outlet to, to really get that out. So like at the moment with my oldest son, he's just on the cusp of those teenage years. So I'm really trying to encourage his guitar playing. Keep going. He's into lessons now. Purely for that reason, I want him to have an outlet. So if if or when things go wrong in teenage years, which we, we all know they do, he's got something to go and vent or some way to get that out so Sarah can you give us any specific sort of scenarios or examples of schools in particular that have used um, music to benefit the children in the education uh, system or general education well yeah there's actually a really interesting case in the UK there's a primary school in Bradford and this was from a few years ago and they had very disengaged children. It, it wasn't going well. They, it was, they were understimulated. They had a lot of behavioral issues. I think uh, 98% of the children spoke English as an additional language. Um, schools also based in a catchment area. There's a lot of crime, poverty rates. You know, poverty is quite high. It's, it's, there's a lot of things going against it. And uh, they, they decided to really embrace music and implement music into the curriculum every day, which is quite a risk because not many schools choose to do that. So they focused a lot of resources on music. The children got a minimum of three hours of, of structured music learning every day. It follows a, um, a type of music learning called the Kodai system. And they were, it's always practiced and active and they took the approach that it should always be a joy and never a torture. They kept it fun. They kept the children engaged, but with a definite planned structure. And then six years on, 
that school has just transformed. So it's, it became in the top 10 of schools in England for subjects, oh, sorry, for progressing learning in core subjects like math and English. And for the oldest pupils there, their progression for reading and maths placed them in the top 2% and the top 1% respectively in England. And they also now have this engaged community of parents. So they, part of what they did as well, sorry, I forgot to mention, was they included a lot of relevant cultural music. So from the families into the school. So that's what the children were learning, music that was native to their music that they heard at home. And and it, it together has created a much more engaged community experience for the school, much more enjoyable school experience. It's been a phenomenal uh, turnaround for them. So that, I would say, is an, an incredible success story of a, a school that's really embraced music and, and it's just transformed That's itself. amazing. Wow. At Good Change Store, we have designed beautiful and sustainable cloths for your home. They began as a vehicle to help lead social change. We are here to inspire and help people make small changes for a better world. Start with your kitchen and clean with prettier cloths that care about your bench as well as the environment. So, Sarah, tell us how music helps to bring people together. Yeah. So, the if you look at songs like um, lullabies, for example, that have a really strong historical basis in um, shared cultural heritage songs, I suppose, like a national anthem, for example. Um, when we listen to those, we're creating a sense of belonging. It's a shared experience, and people feel united by by that music you know they're, they're familiar with it. it it makes them feel pride maybe you've felt goosebumps when your national anthem's been been sung beautifully um and so that really increases that sense of belonging we've talked about empathy as well and it strengthens the bonds between people and that's a really Im- important thing that our society needs we need to feel like we belong we need to feel like we are together as one um the pandemic and everything that's happening at the moment is a is a great example of that it's it's important to have that a sense of belonging, you know. Yeah. That we- I think, um, you know, even more so in this day and age where, you know, everybody's on technology, we're making friends on online rather than connecting face-to-face. I think that sense of belonging. And- oh, hugely so. And, and for, for teenagers particularly, you know, if you're, if you're building that trust between people, cooperation between people, that in turn leads to more resilience and, and more of a willingness for people to seek help. You know, if you're more comfortable with people, you're more likely to ask them for help if you need it. And that's an important part of improving mental health issues I suppose with teenagers or, or just being able to talk to someone and, and open up a bit. So um, for our listeners here today if there are three things that they could take away to help um, you know use these benefits of music within the home I mean you've you've listed a whole lot throughout this conversation but what would be three key things that you could say that listeners could instantly take away from Definitely the chat today? play more music around kids whether it's having something playing in the kitchen while you're cooking having the radio on in the car there are so many children I've come across in throughout my music teaching who just who don't even know the pop songs that are playing at the moment on the radio because clearly they're just not exposed to it so just play the music they kids will pick up and they will listen and they they'll get into the rhythm and then they start to learn it just it builds and builds and builds it's just got to be built from something so that's that's a huge part of it uh, it's never too late to learn an instrument, so if you're interested, definitely look into it, 100%. There's, a, there's so many instruments to choose from, all heaps of fun. Try out lots of different ones, join some groups. It's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to learn. And encourage your kids to learn an instrument. 
really that's it's really that's the most like yeah, yeah it's simple. Good. it's just playing more music simple three simple things i love that what really hit me was just if they're showing an interest in anything just get them going nice. get them going on a little ukulele or tapping some spoons just tapping some spoons and some pots yeah. and pans or many many a drummer would have started from tapping spoons and pots and pans and actually it's quite fun when you just say to the kids right like you just hand them a few bits whether it's a cardboard box or a coffee cup or whatever and just say you know everything has got an element of music in it doesn't it even when you're pouring a bottle of wine and you hear that lovely sound that comes out it's all very it's all musical it's just lovely or the crunching of autumn leaves or formal wine (laughs) (laughs) we all love that sound just quietly hey Sarah thank you so much this is without a doubt one topic that uh, Stina and I were both very very interested in talking to you about and um, very appreciative that you've come along and shared all your incredible knowledge on the subject and um, I know Stina's going to go and start piano (laughs) lessons tomorrow (laughs) and um, yeah I I might just uh, do the same who knows so thank you very much thank you thank Thank you you, Sarah it's been amazing thank you Thank you for listening to our Good Change Conversations. We hope you are walking away feeling excited and inspired by those doing good things. Keep coming back. We have so much more we want to tell you.